This is a Kirkendall Barrett presentation, darling. <laughs> you can touch it if you want. Ladies, if you want to meet a man, check your storage closet. Come on, Kendall, take off your shirt and go camera shopping at Best Buy. Good shirtless, not bad shirtless. Yeah. Well, it was gratuitous. Yeah, it was. I like a good grizzled man sometimes. A lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about your favorite movies on Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel. Sometimes we talk about other things, too, and try to make sense of them. I'm Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kurt Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Jason Bowers. And the strike is over, so we, for the first time in I don't know how many months, are talking about an actual Hallmark movie. Yeah. I think we picked a good one to to jump back in. Yes. Because it's Christmas, it's Lacey, it features another famous star from the 90s. And the, the subject matter was actually something that I'm kind of going through at the moment. And so it was very, it was very timely. Are you secretly royalty? Oh God, I wish. I, you know, (laughs) you you marry a British person and that's what you hope, but no, it didn't work. His family, they're a bunch of farmers. But it was <laughs> about, you know, siblings and sibling relationships and getting along mm. with your sibling. So I was like, oh, I didn't know if Hallmark has ever. It, well, it's been a while since we've watched one. Yeah. But yeah. I, I'm wondering, is this like still part of it's not the all new Hallmark anymore, but the Hallmark, the, the revamped Hallmark? I would say so. It definitely, uh, even though it was this very Hallmarkian thing of, oh, you're you're a royal and you didn't know it. Uh, they did have more contemporary things being talked about in this movie. They mentioned right. char- multiple characters having uh, gotten a divorce. They mentioned IVF by name. There's a, there's a yeah. kiss before the end of the movie. I know. Is the IVF controversial? Not controversial, but... I think to hear that in the Hallmark universe is a little bit surprising. Yeah. At least the yeah. old Hallmark universe, I should say. Well, like, because the, the old Hallmark, she would have trouble... First of, all, <clears throat> first of all, she wouldn't even say the word pregnant. And well, she would probably, in the old loose. Hallmark, she would at the end be miraculously, like... Yeah, pregnant. like some sort of miracle would happen and and she'd be pregnant, but they wouldn't they wouldn't talk about the struggle getting there and they certainly wouldn't talk about uh ways to get pregnant that don't involve the natural way. And the traditionally also, natural way, I should say. And their dad would be dead. Yeah. Well, there is a dad that's dead. There were there but, were multiple but, dead family members in this movie. But their dad was kind of a deadbeat dad, though, right? We don't know. Maybe he was dead. Him, I think. We, we don't know if he was dead or alive or if he was a deadbeat. We just know that he and the mom got divorced. 
and they were folk singers. They yeah. say he's a folk singer, so maybe he's Arlo Guthrie, Bob Dylan. I don't know. They never say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but 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 Ooh. before we get into that, you know, we've survived Thanksgiving. It sounds like Thanksgiving was good for all of us. Hey, I got somebody in this uh, group sent me an ad for underwear. <laughs> Wait, in our, in our Hallmark group? Yeah, remember yeah. I I was out and I ran into oh, you last and yes. I showed you that ad and I said, should yes. I send this to Kurt? The answer should have yes. been no. Yes, 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 yes. Well, because it was what we were, so, so last. I never knew something like that existed and I'm learning <laughs> too much of my life these days. So for listeners, if, if this is your first time listening, first of all, welcome. Yeah. But secondly, last week, we somehow ended up uh, on the topic of power bottom. Yes. And Kurt did not know what a power bottom was. And awesome so bottom, we ex- so. we explained and it to him on the we, podcast. Yeah. Yes. And then uh, not... A day or so after we recorded that episode, did I receive an ad in my email for underwear that used the words power bottom on it? So I sent that yes. to Kurt. Yeah. Well, yes. I think there may have been some emoji it. along with calling it underwear for power there, bottom. I yeah, think there was, there was. usage. There was a specific usage of this underwear. I don't want to shock the audience. But then I got some ads on Facebook, they think I'm into this kind of thing. Well, there you I'm go. Getting these underwear ads. So I got to like, click on it and say, no, inappropriate. Inappropriate? Is that inappropriate? You, you send to your gay friends, Kurt. Come on. Huh? Send those ads to your gay friends. Come on. Yeah. Do us a song. I'm not, I, I'm not getting them anymore. <laughs> uh, anyway. So to get that off my chest. Now, what do you want to hear? Black China news? Is that what you're hungry for? Yes, oh, yes. Right. Because uh, yes, speaking of chest, do you have any Black China news? Doing a piece of China. 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 I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. Okay, this is from the Atlanta Black Star. Ooh. This is uh, from yesterday. <laughs> That's right. Um, this is from November 26, 2023. That was yesterday. Angela White reverts back to Black China. What? During, Ooh. oh yes, during a heated clash with actor Brian Austin Green. Oh dear, wait, wait. Okay, that's an interesting pairing for a fight. Okay. I, yeah, um, let's hear more. Okay, Fox's Special Forces World's Toughest Test Season 2 started off with a bang, and fans are returning to the first episode as a clip has recently gone viral. The show follows 14 celebrities as they complete extensive training exercises in the remote mountains of New Zealand. The celebrities, which included former NFL star Des Bryant, seven-time NBA champion Robert Horry, and popular socialite Angela White, formerly Black China, were led by ex-Special Forces operatives in a test of will, endurance, and mental fortitude. On the September 25th premiere of Season 2, White's journey got off to a rocky start after she was bunked next to Brian Austin Green from the popular 90s show Beverly Hills 90210. Green seemingly had a problem with White because the model was sleeping with a blanket on when he felt like it was warm in the barracks. The actor started an argument with White, during which she repeatedly said 
it's hot to you. It's hot to you. The actor then said that White had a fucking attitude. And how did I end up in a bunk next to you? My God. White replied by telling the actor to leave her alone. Green did not comply with White's request, as he said that her dirty looks were not necessary. White sat up in her bed and asked Green what he was talking about. Green said, I'm just saying. But but White warned him by saying, I'm from D.C. Don't play with me. I'm not the one. (laughs) Hold on, there's more. Tensions continued to rise between the pair. As a little bit later, she walked by Green saying, stop playing with me. I'm not playing with you. I don't know you. Keep playing with me. I don't know if you're playing or if I'm serious. And Green replied, of course I'm playing. I'm never serious. White said that she wanted to make herself clear. And Green said that he didn't want to cause any drama or make White feel bad. The 35-year-old shot back saying, you're not going to make me feel no type of way. And I'm going to let you know that right now. But carry on, though. White left the room to go cry while the other celebs checked on Green. Fans praised White for reacting the way that she did, saying, she handled that so well, the old China would have caused a scene. And China <laughs> trying to be holy, don't push her. She's still Tokyo daughter, and it's in her, with the latter referring to White's biological mother, Charlena Tokyo Tony Hunter. Other viewers of the viral clip called out White for thinking that being from D.C. would scare Green. One person said, <laughs> we got to stop using our cities and states as a scare tactic. <laughs> <laughs> While another said, I hate when people say, I'm from whoop-de-doo. I'm sure it's people in the middle of nowhere, Vermont. That's about that life too, LOL. I don't get lost on that one. All right, so during a confessional, wow. Green said that she, I don't care, This is. I think it's the, the greatest news story I've ever read. Uh, during a confessional, uh, Green said that he could be a pain in the ass and that he did certain things because he enjoys poking and prodding people every once in a while. It wasn't funny to White as after she left the challenge, she said she felt that Green was attacking her character by insinuating that she had an attitude. I'm almost done. Uh, neither competitor lasted long in the show as White's was gone by episode two. She's oh. gone by episode two and Green followed suit by leaving the subsequent episode. Since then, the pair has matched up and patched up any lingering animosity. White, turned, White told Entertainment Tonight, we got really cool after that. Even when I see him, it's like, hey, man. She said that she and Green are close enough now that they can hug whenever they see each other. And she also said the actor was really chill and that he helped her out after their verbal disagreement. Well. It's quite a story, huh? It didn't sound like it was a knockdown drag out or anything. It's they also, worked it out. It's also recapping something that happened on a TV show that aired three or four months ago. Now this is article came out yesterday though. Yeah. But they're saying the episode aired in September and that yeah. people are just like rewatching the episode. People are rewatching the episodes. The publicist for Fox is like, Oh, let's generate interest in this show. Cause the strike impacted our season. We don't have anything else to put on. Right. I love that Brian Austin Green and Black China are have, having an argument about he's upset because she because she's has a blanket on. <laughs> what are you? What, I know, what are you right? It's it's hot in here. Why are you wearing a blanket? Do either of them have control of the thermostat? Don't mention but, that. But the thing is, even if it was hot in there and she was wearing a blanket, what did that have to do with that? Didn't it doesn't make it doesn't him. make him any warmer? So why would he care? It warms his heart. I don't know, but just beat by beat, I was enthralled with this. 
I was um I was hooked. I guess I the old black china probably would have punched him or something. Yeah. Well, she would, no, no, she would have gotten that the javelin. Did that? Did one of the commenters though basically make it sound like this is Black China not reacting? She totally reacted in the moment, right? Did a little bit, yeah. She let it slip. Because when she says, "I," when you say, "I am not the one," that was yeah. basically I'm, and like sit, <laughs> gloating that you're from That's, DC, right? Yeah. That's basically saying, "Fuck around and find out." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Watch out, Green. Well, I'm glad that they made up, though, because I've heard that about Brian Austin Green before from other people that he's actually a pretty chill person. I've heard that. Yeah. And plus, doesn't he have vertigo or something like that? I think he does. Really? Yeah. Ser- like, yeah, I think he has he has vertigo. At one point, he had really bad vertigo, like he could barely function. Oh, oh OK. So he doesn't need to be fighting. And when Megan no. Fox dumped him? I think it was even before that. Vertigo. Oh, that's right. And then she went with Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. It says he was on Desperate Housewives. Yes, he said he... You're correct. There was a... He had some discussions about that. So, yes, confirming that. About the vertigo? Yes. Well, anyway... Let's get into let's get into to this movie, which I actually liked. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't painful to watch. Put it that way. Yeah, and could, I normally truly hate the ones that have a like a royal like forgotten royal family storyline. I I hate that shit. I think it's so overdone and never done well and I actually think they did it pretty well here yeah a merry Scottish Christmas not sure if that was Scottish so we're we're in Scotland they just go right there there's no there's no build up they just get into it this movie was fully lacking scenes in the big city of people busy at their jobs Right. Now they made up for the busyness because once the plane landed and we see, and it's so first we see Scott and his wife, and then we hear bagpipe music, and then we see Lacey. And Lacey, she is, bit, but she's very busy. She's on her phone. Scott, right. as in Scott Wolf. Scott Wolf. Who, who yeah. played. What was his name? Uh, he was Brad. Brad in the movie. Brad. And uh, Scott and Lacey, of course, were brother and sister on Party of Five. A nice little nod to that later in the movie. Which, uh, once again, I was very happy that the, they turned out to be brother and sister because I was a little disturbed when I first heard about this movie. Me too. I even and sent Bob you guys did. the link when they interviewed um, uh, Lacey about producing it. Uh, they said, was there ever a consideration about like whether you would be romantic interest? She's like, no, nobody wants to see that. Right. See, Lacey's on it. Lacey yeah. knows. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so Lacey, Lacey's very, so she's very busy. Mm-hmm. She's on her phone. We find out that she's a doctor and she runs a clinic. And so we instantly find out also that Brad and Lindsay have not seen each other in a long time. Two years. They're pretty icy to each other, too. Yes. 
Yes, the very icy teacher. Now, Brad, his name was Brad, right? Yep. Yeah. Brad was very busy too. Mm -hmm. He was a he was a tax accountant, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Now, Kurt, you've dabbled in taxes. Isn't it since it's around Christmas though? Isn't it wasn't it a little too early for him to be that busy? Wait, well, he was an attorney though, right? He, was he? He was a. Oh, was he, he an accountant or? They said tax accountant. Oh, tax accountant. Okay. Yeah. I wrote it down somewhere. So I was thinking it's you know if it was around like even February, I would be like, oh, okay, I get it. But it depends. It was like well, like not everyone does their taxes like regular filers do their taxes in April, but then there's like quarterly earnings and things you have to report so if you're working in a corporate environment which it sounded like he was that would make sense that they'd be busy at the end of the year okay oh yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. makes sense so neither one of them was was really you know feeling the holiday no no and i thought that the wife sarah i liked her a lot she mellows out throughout the movie yeah. She's a bit of a spitfire in the beginning. Yeah. I liked her. Yeah. And then she sort of fades out a bit. Almost, almost a little bit pushy just in regards to, like, leading her husband's hand through this uh, family relationship of a family that she married into. Right. Right. But I kind of get it. On it, I I don't like it what she's doing, but I get it. I get it too. Now I actually thought it was justified. It just it like it if you do it like one notch more, it would have been pushy. Right, right. And then weren't they having? They were having problems anyway. That yeah, yeah. We didn't know that. I noticed that she was he he was kind of ignoring her. Why, mm -hmm. why, why are you ignoring her? But we we do find out later they've got some issues. Well, you know, sometimes as a married person, sometimes it all becomes white noise. <laughs> Just say it. I don't know how to respond to that on this recorded podcast. Oh, please, I'll tell them. I'm not saying anything. Um, <laughs> there was a what? No, never mind. Oh, please. He does, he does the same thing. <laughs> anyway, so for some reason, this this at this point of the movie it reminded me of uh, Succession. Why? I don't know the way the family oh, members were kind of like a bit going at it, but yeah. they were kind of but they were being cold to each other. And there was like Succession would have a lot of lot of kind of like scenes like that where people were like interacting in in the the back seats like that. Yeah, it, it, like it basically it it was Succession if. The family on succession, none of them wanted to own the empire. Uh, yes, it's the opposite. <laughs> so, so we see their mom, who actually looked quite young to me. Right, her and Scott Wolf look like they're close to the same age. Yeah. And they, well, and they said she was 20 when she left. Okay. Um, Try and but look it up. We you know see, how, you know we how see, Scott Wolf is? is he like 50? He's close to 60. 55. Yeah. 
who's got so yeah. but the mom the mom looked like she was probably around 55 as well yeah. Uh, let's um, see. Let's let me look that up. Yeah, because she didn't. She if she is over sixty, she looks phenomenal. Jason's looking it up on my computer's Google. moving. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Google G O O G L E Google. My computer's moving very slow. Let me see if I can find it on my slow computer. Everybody at home. Racist. Google. G O O G L E. Google. Google. Well, no. Stick with us. What is up with my internet right now? Google. What's the woman's name? Fiona Bell? Fiona Bell. Is that the mother? This woman looks super young. I think so. Bell is no. This has got to be somebody else. No. Wait, I can't right. pictures on my computer. Slow too. Put it this way: if she is over sixty, I want her Botox person. I want her surgeon. I want like a list of her her people. I want her dermatologist. Are there any astronauts listening to the show? Because we we need to like shake the satellite up there because the internet's just slow across the land. Wow. I think I can't. There's a Fiona Bell. It doesn't say when she was born. I, 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 don't I want the person who does her roots. But just uh, looking at like her other credits and stuff, it would put her right around the right age to be their parents. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She did something in 1988. Yeah. Okay. That's her earliest, earliest credit. Ooh, wow. That's a, all right. But if Scott. Wolf is fifty-five. She's not. She's not seventy-five. No, 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 no. no. That was <laughs> she's not seventy-five. No. No. But Scott Wolf never plays as age. Scott Wolf because he looks so young. He's always played young. Like when he was on Party of Five, playing a fifteen-year-old, he was twenty-five. Mm. I think they were trying to pass him off as younger in this movie, but we know better. Now, did you think that the mom was hooking up with the butler? No. I didn't think that, but I did think there was going to be somebody that was like an heir to the throne that the family didn't know about because there is a Mm -hmm. moment in the movie, and they don't address it again, and I don't know why, but there's a moment where uh, when Lacey meets the the husband of Mac's sister, she's Mm like, do I know you? Yeah, that was weird. And he looked yeah, a lot like Danny. That was weird. And they, and they never said anything again. Right. Yeah. What's up with that? I forgot about that. That was so weird. I thought for sure, like, oh, he's somehow related to Danny. And we're going to find out that he wants to stay there and, and run run the castle. Like he's Danny's son. Yeah. Because remember, they were, they were adamant. That Danny remained a bachelor and he didn't have kids. Yeah, but he wasn't. But they made they made sure to say he had many girlfriends. Yeah, <laughs> serious girlfriend. It, I think it was a little wink to the audience, though, that like, hey, Danny was probably gay and just couldn't be out. <laughs> oh, you think? Yeah, yeah. 
There's also a moment where uh, they mentioned that Mac's dad was the, uh, the the groundskeeper before Mac, before him, and that Mac's dad and Danny were very close. And I thought that that was like a hint. They're like, oh, maybe Mac's dad is gay. Right. Thanks. I don't pick up on this stuff. So, so, um, they, so Lacey, anyway, so Lacey and, and Scott are talking about how their mom grew up in the area. And um, why were they talking about a yurt? Uh, they were talking about the last time they had a vacation together as a family. Because basically mom has brought them there for a Scottish vacation. Um, and just wants to get them together because they haven't been close over the years. And they're saying, this is kind of weird that she's making this big production. We never did this before. Last time we were on vacation, we were in a year. It's so funny because my husband's cousin lives in the country in the UK and he runs a farm. And part of his farm, he has yurts on his farm where people come from the city and they rent the yurt for the, they rent yurts for the weekend. Yeah. Well, this was also a, a little bone of, contention that they had because she first says it's a TP and Scott Wolf says no it was a yurt. My my um my in-laws yurt has like electricity, it has running water. It's actually pretty cool. <laughs> Do you like being able to confidently say the phrase my in-laws yurt? <laughs> <laughs> If they ever, if they ever like will that to you, um, that you need to open it up as a B and B called my in laws yurt. I would. I actually like the, the 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 farm is basically out of a Hallmark movie. Yeah, it really does look like the kind of farms. You know, you know what it reminds me of. The farm reminds you, and that because it's like a little village. Ever see that movie, The Holiday, with with um, Cameron Diaz? I've never seen it, but I'm familiar with it. Yeah, no, oh, it reminds me of that. And the holiday is a good oh. movie, and it is the season to watch it. Cameron Diaz, Kate Winslet. They do a house exchange, and Kate Winslet comes to L.A. to Cameron Diaz's Beverly Hills house, and Cameron Diaz goes to Kate Winslet's little cottage in the village in the U.K. and meets Jude Law, and hijinks ensue. While Kate Winslet meets Jack Black. Right. Yes. And hijinks ensue there, too. That's yeah. true. Anyway, so we get to the castle. They they, they were bagpiping it up in this movie. Eh, they love themselves a, a yeah. Scottish version of holiday classics. Well, that one yes. guy is so aggressive. It's like he's just so obnoxious. He was like a bad Shrek impersonator. And then it was like, I was like, is he coked out or something? Is he <laughs> You know, you know who he reminds me of. Do you remember when we when we were doing the music videos and we did the um, uh, the one for Slade? And there was there yeah. there was a guy in that video because they always in a Scottish castle. And there was a guy in that video that was like aggressively like jumping and like screaming yeah. into the camera and dancing and stuff. Yeah. And this guy, and his, his eyes, this guy's eyes were always buggy, and he always looked like he was grinding his teeth. He's like, ah, yeah, no, 
<laughs> I get up by the craft service table for hours just drinking coffee after coffee after coffee. Or something. Ooh, yeah. This is free? Oh. Or like, yeah. you know, if they had like a Red Bull supply on on set, he got into it. He's on that too. Probably the sugar. We're, we're seeing him right before he crashes at every scene. Well, they, they, they did consume an enormous amount of sugary things in this movie. I saw Oh, yeah. Like, every drink they just... They, and they drank a lot in this movie, too. Like, hard yes, stuff. They yeah, they're drinking. This is, this is a movie of just hardcore addiction. This is the booziest Hallmark movie. Too, is like, they would, like, take a sip and they'd be like, Woo, this is strong. <laughs> yeah. Whiskey contest. Like, yeah. Jesus, you people. Really, something. Yeah. Oh, so we find out because the guy was the tour guide, the the, the grinding teeth guy. Yeah, yeah. And we find out that Christmas had was like forbidden, and it was a crime until 1958. And they never really used that in the plot of the movie. It was such a Which, big piece of information to lay out that wasn't used. Yeah, because that could have been like the Footloose of Christmas movies. Yeah. Yeah, Christmas could have still been banned. That would have been awesome. Right. Yeah. And then we find out, we see a picture of the Duke, and we find out he only, like, he died a few weeks ago. Like, his death is fresh. I see dead people. She's fresh. <laughs> and so, so we meet their mom. Um, we meet the butler. Um, so the then, butler. and then, butler. of course, Lacey, Lacey's still busy. She's still busy. She's like, I got work to do. And they were like, do you want to come down for dinner later? She's like, no, I got work to do. I got to call the office. Do you have Wi-Fi? Well, the butler offers to unpack their clothes. Like he's not only going to take the suitcase. Yeah. He's going to unpack. I don't want the butler's fingers on my delicate doilies. Well, she ended up with the wrong suitcase, though, because she opens it, and she has, like, an ugly sweater in there. Which I didn't think was that ugly. You would have worn that? Yeah. Oh, Kurt. <laughs> I got some stuff for it. I showed you my, my Christmas stuff before. One has bells on it, and it's just a fiasco. Um, and at this point, they made it a point to, to say that, you know, Scott and Lacey were not getting along, but they were just going to keep it. They are going to keep it cordial and copacetic. Just so there wouldn't be any drama. Okay. They when, the only problem I had with their relationship in this movie is they constantly talk about how things were strained between them, but you never see them actually like mad about anything. Nah. Like, yeah. like if things were so gotten so bad that they were talking to each other anymore and they were angry about it. Why don't we get to see a little bit of them snapping at each other? True. But on the other hand, have you ever been mad at somebody for so long and the hate is just ingrained? But at one point you're like, okay, why are we even mad at each other? But you're mad, but you've well, been mad at each other yeah. for a long time. Yeah, that's fair. So like We're it's like not to just that. a part of your DNA. Maybe We're it was something like that. We're trying to meditate and not be like that and, be in the moment and they needed to be in the moment because they would be having a good time with each other. And then they'd be like, Oh, I just remembered. I hate you. Yeah. Right. But be like me in the moment. So take a breath. 
So, so Lacey at one point goes outside. She's still on the phone. And she meets Mac. And Mac is looking at Christmas lights. He's like, just hung the lights and was looking at the lights. And so, we're, you know, of course you're like, okay, well, this is going to be her love interest. Wait, and have we met Mac yet? We just met him now. Well, I know we just, but didn't we, did we even talk about the, the floor that's off limits and the snooping? Oh, that's right. Talk about that. So, uh, it's like the next morning or whatever. And Lindsay, Lacey's character and Brad, they spot that their mom is like going up these stairs at this area that says that it's like private. You're not supposed to go up there. So Lacey decides to go snooping. Like where, why, why is mom up there? And, and a good snoop. And and they run into one of the maids and they just play dumb and then they like snoop some more and end up in what turns out to be their mom's room and they figure out pretty quickly that oh mom's a duchess and never told us. Right. Now yeah. the thing that I thought was kind of weird is when they were in that one room and they looked at the picture of the family and they couldn't recognize their mom as a younger person. Yeah. I thought that was kind of weird. Right. Because even if, you know, the mom was probably like 20 at the time, it's still your mom and you still kind of, you know, I'm sure she didn't look like that different. Yeah, she was older, but I'm sure she didn't look that different. Right. How do they have a right to be angry? Yes. Withheld from them. Well, that's yeah. why they, well, that's why they have the coked up Scott running around everywhere. It's like it, the minute they start to figure anything out, he could just like scream and distract everyone. But no matter. But then they also no, they had several rights to be angry because not only did the mom not tell them, she kept them from their grandparents, so they never met their grandparents. They never met their uncle, and so they were like, "Well, this is a part of our lives that we, you know." That we kind of feel deprived. That you we kept this from us, there. and you kept this from them. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. She was kind of a dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You dick. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. No wonder they're mad. Now they're mad at her. At least they're not mad at each other. Now they're mad at her. Mad at her. Right. Well, you know that was that saying: "The enemy of my enemy is my friend." <laughs> enemy. Um. Enemy. Oh yes. So the, uh, and then they do a flashback. Which I don't know if we've ever seen this in a, in a Hallmark movie before where they do the flashback to sort of explain a, a much younger version of a character's backstory. No, they've never, we've never seen that. Yeah. So it's like the, the mom when she's 20, as she's like getting ready to leave and her brother, Danny, who was pretty fey. In the C2. That's why another reason why I thought maybe like there'd be nods to maybe he was gay and couldn't talk about it. Right. I was wrong though. Um well, at any rate, they don't seem they don't seem that excited about the fact that they apparently are in the lineage of a property that seems to be worth eight billion dollars. Right. Did they say the figure? <laughs> No, but oh. it was but a it pretty massive like, piece of property. Yeah, it's bigger than the White House. 
and, and there were businesses on the property and they it, it looked mm-hmm. like it was a working it it looked like it was like a a, a working um landmark landmark yeah and it yeah. looked like there were it looked like there were a, a ton of tourists yep as well yeah so yeah there was definitely money to be made there for sure and there was a farm there like there was farmland out there too right mm-hmm. yeah Clydesdales. Like, yeah, like, po- like, and Shetland ponies, too. All kinds of crap. Um, so, so where are we now? Um, well, the next note I have, I have oh, go ahead, Greg, sorry. No, yeah, the next note I have is, um, oh, they leave for air. So now they're sitting there, they're pissed off when they, they leave for air. They're outside walking. Oh, and now Lacey asks, Scott Wolf about his marriage. Yes. He, uh, he doesn't want to discuss it. And so then she wants to leave early. And that's when she beats uh, Mac. Mac. Yeah. And they go Mac. on a horse ride. Maybe they met before that, because this is the point where they go on a horse ride. Right. And. He's talking to her about, like, she's talking about her problem with her brother, and he's like, you know, you should get along, and I get along with my sister, and my sister's like, and it's like, shut up. Don't lecture me. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Because it's like lecturing her. He was well, like throughout the movie, as he tries to convince Lacey to stay, this is something else we haven't really seen before. Is somebody like really working overtime trying to convince someone to stay? Usually in the Hallmark, the the per they 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 might mention it once that they want someone to stay, and then the person just does. This one, she was like, "Cool it." Yeah, (laughs) she said it to him a couple of times. Like, you need to chill out. Yeah, stop trying to sell me on this. Because he was go- he was really trying to sell her. Yeah. Um. Oh, so, so yeah. Now, are they cutting down the tree yet? Are yeah, because now yet? that like he's given her a tour in a Clydesdale drawn carriage, and then they stop and they're like ready to cut a tree. Yeah. And then he says. That whenever he cuts a tree down, he replaces it with a new tree. Yes. Right. Which I thought was like that. I was like, I think that was very environmental. Um so so then they're out, uh she's that they're out, uh Scott and Lacey and their mom are like walking through town and the mom runs into her best friend from when she was a kid. Elsbeth. Elsbeth. Yeah. And Elsbeth actually, I thought Elsbeth was going to be a bitch, but Elsbeth was actually really cool about the whole thing. Yeah. Because yeah. Elsbeth is like, you know, I get it. I get what you were going through. And Elsbeth actually, Elsbeth actually runs this, it looks like a pretty swanky boutique. Yeah. Um, there's also a little scene in there where the mom finds these uh, like 
mistletoe, I guess. She calls it like fertility okay. trees. Yes. And she says, let's get some of these because yeah. I want some grandchildren. And now Sarah, uh, Brad, Scott Wolf's wife, is very, very uncomfortable. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, because I don't think that the mom knows about her IVF journey. No, she well, we does not. Either. This is what we find yeah, out. We, the audience, don't know yet either. Oh, we also, when she meets Elspeth, this is around the time that we find out that there's going to be a Christmas ball. Yes. So there's going to be a Christmas solstice um, festival ceremony. Yeah. And then there's also going to be a ball. There's always something going on. Mm -hmm. But they do indicate that things get boring after Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. So then we learn about whiskey. We learn about Christmas whiskey. Well, where are we that we learn this? Oh, we're at a whiskey tasting contest. No, we're not so at we're the at... tasting contest yet. We're at a bar called Salinger's. Salinger's. Do you know? Do you that's get the, the reference? That's the reference yes. to Party Five. Party of Five. They, our, yeah. they were the Salingers, and the bartender is named Charlie, which is the name of their older brother. Yeah. So it's like, ah, 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 ah. Um, I'm surprised there wasn't like a cameo appearance, a couple of cameo. Oh, they can't yeah, afford that. That flows people out. Yeah. True. Um, so, oh, that's right. And, and it's like, and it, you can't call it unless it's in a barrel, right? Or a, a barrel for like three years. A barrel that's from Scotland for, I thought they said 30 years. That's Was it 30 that or three? Either way, there's there's some uh, parameters of how it needs to be so, uh, stored for it to be able to call uh, scotch. Similar to how champagne is only from the champagne region of France, how tequila oh, yeah. is only from a certain region in Mexico. Now, hopping in a barrel is a barrel fun, but don't hop in if you want to be down, son. So, so then once again, Very Mac awesome. is still, like, trying to, like, just really going hard on you need to move here you need to blah 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 and she's like shut up he's aggressively horny I mean so then she should be too he was good looking oh he really was yeah and he knew he knew he was good looking too yeah cause at one point when he was like Scottish men are hot um, oh, they eavesdrop. When they're in Salinger's pub, they eavesdrop on these women. Who are oh, shit-talking. Shit-talking. Yeah. I wouldn't call that eavesdropping. I would call that overhearing. They heard well, them. Eavesdropping well, would be like if they saw two random people talking, they're like, let's get to the close to the wall and hear what they're saying. Whereas these women were so loud, they interrupted their own conversation. Yeah, the woman was like drunk and just shit talking. Yeah. Yeah, like who are these 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 kids and, are gonna take over the castle? And again, we never really saw any consequences. Right. Like that you know, when, they, they put this in the movie to make it seem like the townspeople aren't happy about their mom possibly becoming the Duchess or about leaving it to these kids who've never even been to Scotland before. You know what they, they should have done? I'm sorry, I, no, I, I interrupts. Oh, I was gonna say at the end of the movie, like so they become the Dutch and Duchess. You should have seen there's there's two ladies are being hung. It's like a, <laughs> 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 
like, like yeah, suddenly, suddenly Scott Wolf and Lacey Chabert are just drunk with power. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do like the Game of Thrones thing where they're like they're just shamed and they're left to walk down the street. Shame, 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 shame. shame. <laughs> That's funny. That's the way to end it. Oh, so, be so is this the part where the butler's like baking? Yeah, I think so. A baking butler. Yeah, he likes to bake. Oh, that's right. He's, that's already he does say he is the baking butler. Wait, I don't and think we're so, quite there yet. We're the okay. uh, Lindsay's energy. No, this is where Lindsay is woken up by the butler because Mac fell off his horse. Oh, that's right. And so she goes, and he's like, she wants to take him to a hospital. He's like, no, I want to go to the clinic. And she's like, okay, so I'll take you to the clinic, but if they say you need to go, if they if they if they say you need an X ray, then we're gonna go to the hospital. Yeah. So, so they go to the clinic, and the doctor turns out to be his mother. Yeah. It was pretty cool, actually. It was cool. I, I think that the butler, probably more than anyone, is really pushing Mac and uh, Lacey to get together. Because mm-hmm. he was kind of doing the opposite of a cock block. He could have, he didn't need to wake Lacey to have her help with his hand. He knows that Mac's mother is the doctor, could have just taken him right to the mother. But instead, he right. got Lacey involved. Oh, and Lacey God. and the mom actually got along yeah. very well. Because they're both doctors, and so they actually had a lot in common. Yeah. They had this discussion about the management. Yeah. You know, they, they have difficulty managing the practice. And I don't understand why Lacey just doesn't hire somebody to manage her office. Right. Can't do that. So, so then, now, is it in the next scene, is that when she's talking to the butler and he's baking cookies? Uh, now they're at a whiskey contest. That's what yeah. I mean. Oh, that's right. And that's then there's right. like a whiskey tasting montage. Yes. And they drink a lot of whiskey. Yeah, I don't think I could do that I'd be like, i don't know about this yeah i've done wine tasting and even that i get really messed up i can't imagine oh, that's right <laughs> all right kids it's ready for the vodka tasting contest you only have to sample eight different vodkas well that's like a saturday right. night for me if you're still alive ah. <laughs> some hard stuff man and then um which whiskey one it was called tis the scotch yes that was the winner and then this is they better move that hospital closer to town this is two hours away yeah yeah this is where scott and lacy are sort of remnant because they had so much fun and they're like oh remember when we were kids we entered that uh hot cocoa making contest and they made something called the Dirty Reindeer, which sounds like a disgusting sex act. Yes. Well. Yes. And they basically it was like they put everything into the cocoa. Yeah. <laughs> everything. When did you be when did you become a fruit? <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, every everyone's on the verge of uh a 
addiction in this. Everyone's ready to spiral out of control. They're sampling whiskey, eating tons of sugar, dirty reindeers. It's it's just trouble. They're throwing their lives away. This is uh, this movie is hurtling towards destruction. Who do you think is throwing their life away? Everyone. Um, <laughs> well, you know. They're giving away, they're giving up their whole life to be in this um, huge match. Oh, oh, like later in the movie. I thought you meant at this point in the movie. No, okay. No, no, no. I mean, throughout the whole movie. And then Mac is still (laughs) trying, just like, Mac will not let up. No. He He is just in it to, like, you need to move here blah 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 it's like mac shut up yeah if it's like cute. if this is succession as as kurt posits then mac is the tom oh yeah and he was yeah. that, 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 he was a smart one yeah um yeah that's a good analogy yeah so so then the butler is baking <laughs> and he's talking to the butler and She's talking about her situation, and he de- uses the analogy of, I was trying to bake this one thing, and it just wasn't working out, so I just decided to make cookies instead. And so from that, she got the message of, if something is not working out, you make a fresh start. Oh, she's, cause she's talking about her relationship with her brother. Yeah. I find the butler to be a focus laxative. Like, whenever he would come on the screen and start talking my focus would just pour out of me and I to just the yeah i just couldn't he was a focus laxative and i just i don't know there's something about him that just didn't interest me is that a term on urban dictionary yeah no i just i just came up with that but right. you know i couldn't have i, I it, it's flowing right out of you this idea i know yes like you well, didn't have you have to squeeze it out of you. It just came right out. And the butler to me has also been a terminology <laughs> laxative because of my experience. With the butler, I've been able to come up with this terminology has been coming right out of me. <laughs> <laughs> just a lot to dump on us right now, Kurt. <laughs> Careful. Woo. So <laughs> that's. So, so um, Lacey and Scott are actually starting to get along a little bit. And they're going to an event, and the wife is like, can we just have fun tonight? Ooh, yeah. yeah. Like, like we used to have fun. Can we just, you know? Yeah, let's make that baby. And oh, so also, go- important detail that was laid out was that right before... Well, first... <laughs> Lacey and Scott are making dirty reindeers and then Mac wa- walks up and they offer him a dirty reindeer as well. And then uh, the mom asks the butler if Danny, the the dead Duke, received a letter that she sent him before he died. So it's kind of mysterious. We don't know what that letter is. The dirty reindeer is they're sitting at this table in a cafe. Is that where this is happening? Yeah, they yeah. are. The the cafe, the cafe, the table is loaded with sweets. Those people, they, there's no, there's, 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 there's no limit to their, you know. This movie was a giant middle finger to diabetics. <laughs> I ate a cupcake today, and it was an Elmo cupcake, like something like like a child. Dude, you bite into Elmo's face. 
yes, it, it was almost it, it, like something like a child should. No one over eight should be able to consume this because they don't have the you know the constitution for it. <laughs> but I did. I ate it. And one of them was just a big. It just ended up being this big glob of icing. And then I watched this, and I was like, these people are more out of control than I am. <laughs> Did you bite into Elmo's smile too, or was it just like was it like an eye and like it was an eye and like I think the nose oh the, the nose was just a giant like seven thousand calorie chunk of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt better about myself when I watched this movie because these people are really out of control. I'm not sure if they're doing this in real life though. Apparently, I mean I am. <laughs> So, so is this this uh, like do they is this next like they go to another event and then Mac makes her help him behind the bar? Yeah, it's some party that's happening at Salinger's. Oh, she has to work there. Yeah, and so she's helping him out. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna ask a girl to come to a party with me and say, "Oh, by the way, you're a cater waiter, a duchess." Well, not just not just any girl. Yeah, a girl that like might soon be your boss and a duchess. Right. <laughs> like, get behind that. Bar. And also, why was Mac sure, working at the bar? Delicious. Where the fuck was Charlie? Right. Well, it's Charlie's wow. night off, probably. Dumb yeah. to book a party at your bar, Charlie. If you're not going to be there. And then. And yeah, this is where we find out. She's like, how did you become the property manager? And he says that he took over from his dad. And yeah, the dad died. I see dead people. Yeah. Right. And, and then they're talking about siblings. And then he's one of these annoying people that's like, well, I can lie with my sister. And, and then, I don't and know why that makes the, you mad, Les? Yeah, that sounds like no, you know something. Because, because he's like, well, look at me, I'm so bad. And, and then the sister shows up, Isla, and her husband. And this is where, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lacey's like, "Do I know you? Have we met before?" And he's like, "No," but he was kind of shifty about it. And that, and yeah, that was all that they brought up about. It. I'm wondering so if that was a cameo like of some other Hallmark star that she did a movie with or something that we're supposed to some as the audience remember and think that that was a we, funny little wink. But if that's not the case, it makes no sense why this was in there. Right. No, we can't remember that nonsense. What do they expect of us? Because the I guy did look – he Hallmark looked a lot dude. like Danny. I remember my Hallmark dudes, and he doesn't look familiar to me. That sister, that sister looked look like a tough, she looked like a tough broad. Yes, she did. You meet, you're at a party or something like that, you meet a woman like that, she's like, where are you going? Oh, and I think the, uh, the woman, <laughs> I, I don't know if it was the woman that played the sister-in-law, I think it is, this uh, Mac's sister, I think she was also on Party of Five. Oh really? Yeah, uh, Jennifer something. Uh, her character dated Charlie on Party of Five. I don't oh, that's funny. What's that, Kurt? I don't ever watched it. I, I don't remember if I ever. I don't remember. I loved that. Party of Five. I, I had a friend who was it. on it. My friend Tanya was on it. My friend Tanya was a recurring character for a while on it. Oh, 
The first like legit watch, acting you know, I job I ever got called in audition for was Party of Five, and I was of course out of town and couldn't go. Oh my! My so because I didn't watch it a lot, but there was was there a part like they had a restaurant? Yeah. My friend Tanya was like the the sassy black waitress in the restaurant. Okay. And she had like a reoccurring that and she ended up being on there a lot. Yeah. Cool. He's like Party of Five's Gunther. <laughs> Pretty much. <Yeah. laughs> Pretty much. And then she got that commercial. What was the, um? It was some phone commercial. It was like, oh, no, it was a Western. She got a Western Union commercial. Oh, nice. Okay. Anyway. So, oh, so then they're having a dance contest, right? Yes. And they were dancing a jig. And... And the and uh his so Mac's brother in law was there, the coked out gnashy teeth guy was there, <laughs> and they were da- having the dance contest to see who would win the Christmas crown. And then Lacey dances. Lacey dances with the brother in law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, where is this? going I but it didn't go anywhere things got a shade gay here because the uh, scott wolf asks mac what he's wearing underneath his kilt and mac says well you could go the traditional way but i choose to wear shorts it just seemed like i don't know what was he what was he trying to what was he trying to achieve there and then he starts talking about how Daniel, Daniel used to cut the, the dead uncle used to come and hang out with them and love dancing dead, too. Yeah. Hmm. So, so then after that night, they had fun. Matt gives them all a ride home. They go, uh, uh, Scott and his wife go upstairs and, um, Lacey turns around to ask, to thank Mac for giving them a ride home, and he plants a kiss on her. Mm-hmm. And she enjoys it. But then she's like, you know, because I was wondering if he was wanted just to go for it that night, and she's like, I need to figure things out, but I'll see you tomorrow. And then the next day is the bonfire. And then, okay, so what was the room with the outfits in it? Oh, that was, oh, it was this, it was, he later comes out of Santa Claus, right? So oh, that, that was that woodshed that, that um, Danny would go to to, like, make toys for the kids in the city. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so, so then, yeah, that, that guy that she said, do I know you, uh, is actor Will Kemp, who has starred in a couple of movies with Lacey. Doesn't okay. make any sense, though, if you don't know who he is. Right. Because he's not one of the major heavy hitter Hallmark. Men. Right. Like, if the, the guy turned out to be um, uh, what Matthew Fox from Party of Five, then, right. okay, uh, oh, another Party of Five reference. I get it. it but it was out now, of context, out of nowhere. Do you think that maybe there was a plan to have more cameo appearances? 
Uh, I'm going to say no only because these Hallmark movies already have fairly limited budgets. And even though though they pay Lacey well, they probably had to pony up a little bit more for her co-lead because of the stunt casting nature of it. So to bring in others for a pretty short shoot. I have shoot, a question for you. Yes. So remember, and we've talked when we've talked to various people who work for Hallmark or even actors, one of the leads has to be Canadian. Is Scott Wolf Canadian? I don't believe so. I don't. I- no, but that's only if they, that's that? only if they film in Canada. They didn't film this in Canada. Oh, that's true. They yeah. filmed in Scotland. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so so anyway, so the next day, Lacey's talking to Mac, and she's like, you know, about last night, I'm still trying to figure stuff out. You know. But, but let's have a good time. Let's let's enjoy this. So, so then Mac, there's like the bonfire. Mac tells a bonfire story. Santa Claus shows up, but it's Scott Wolf. Um, everybody's actually starting to kind of relax and have fun and get along. And then um, Scott's wife is like, was it Scott's wife that's like, okay, we really need to talk about this and have a good, honest conversation about this? Yeah. Well, she said that this so, is that I, I think this happens right after that scene where they're like baking and they put like a ring in some pastry. Yeah. That, that was another major piece of information that they did nothing with. I was right. So was going to choke on it. Yeah. If you're doing a Hallmark romantic movie and there's a baking scene and a ring and you're not coming back to that ring at any point later in the movie you are doing your audience a disservice now i have a question could this have been a victim of the writer's strike oh i'm sure probably so basically since writers weren't allowed to write you had to use whatever script you got I guess. Yeah, but then in editing, you don't necessarily need to keep that scene if it or that moment of that scene. True. I yeah, guess true. Really but but that would explain why there were so many holes in the script. Because yeah. there were there were it was a good movie. I enjoyed this movie, but there were a lot of holes in the script. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't really bother me per se. Like I wasn't dying to know what was gonna happen with the metal ring so i wasn't dying to know but it did feel like a big piece of information to introduce if it didn't serve a purpose so yeah so i'm wondering if it was a situation where they're like okay we've got to get this movie done we've been budgeted we have our voucher or whatever you call it and there's no writers on hand that are able to fix this so we've just got to go ahead and just do it yeah Um, oh, anyway, so, so yeah, so um, uh, Scott and his wife have, like, a serious talk about the whole thing. And she's like, you know, could you see us living here? 
And then once again, Mac is still just being at this point, he's like, you know, Lacey, you could move here. You could have all of this land. You could work at the clinic with my mother. And it's like, chill out. I don't want to work with your mother. <laughs> There's also like, a family meeting. Like every, like, the whole family. Stop it. Yeah. Well, stop it. The, the mother finds out that um, that there's an option to subdivide the land. Yeah. And they could sell it. But then uh, Scott and Lacey both agree. They're like, no, that's not. Like, keep it as it is. Don't mess with it. And then... Um, it's the bartender that convinces them because they want Mac just to run the whole thing and they won't be there. And then the bartender talks to Scott Wolf. He's like, you people are the soul of this community. See, if this had been a Lifetime movie, Mac would be the bad guy. He's trying to convince the family that he, like, they need him, but he, you know, that he's, you know, in love with Lacey. And then he Uh gets the land. And, and, and and Charlie knows better. Charlie's (laughs) like, don't let him take your land. I've, right. I, and then, and then, yeah, Meredith would just show up somewhere yeah. in the movie. Yeah. So like your Instead soul. of Christmas pajamas, they're all wearing black hoodies. Right. Yeah. Right. Matching hoodies. Um, oh, so then they're at another event. I do love that they went to a lot of parties in this movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of, they were always partying the entire time. They were drunk on whiskey. So they were at they so they were at this other event, like oh the Christmas ball. This is the ball, and, yeah. And um, the person announcing them was like, okay, so how do you want to be announced? Do you want to be in? Um, and and Scott and his wife were like, we want to be announced. We've decided to take it. We want to be announced as the Duke of the Dutch and the Duchess, and we're going to stay and we're going to do it ourselves. And then Lacey was pissed because Lacey was like, wait a minute. I thought that we had a plan and I thought that we discussed this and you went ahead and decided to do what you wanted to do and you didn't inform me about this. And I kind of get it. Yeah. You know, like, you know, sibling wise, I kind of get it. Oh, for sure. Plan, even though it didn't make sense. At the same time, it did to me. Oh, it absolutely makes sense that she would be mad about that. Like, they had talked about it, and they're like, yeah, we're not the ones to run this. And now he's like, oh, I'm going to run it with my wife. And And you're not included now. Yeah, Lacey just felt like, yeah, she felt left out. So so then we see um, the mom. Oh, her name was Joe. We see the mom, Joe, and she's talking to the tombstone. She's talking to her brother's tombstone. And the and it's basically the cemetery on the land with all of the, yeah. the relatives. Like uh, it's like Elvis. Yeah. Buried in his house. And then um Lacey's talking to her mom and she's like, you know, I didn't know what to do. And the mom is like, it doesn't matter where you live. It's like, you know, it's the effort you make. Um, 
And then Lacey's like, and then Lacey's mom is like, don't make the mistake that I made because I lost contact with my brother and I ended up, you know, we always, in the beginning, we tried to keep it up and then we just kind of both fell by the wayside and we went on with our lives. And I wrote a letter to him and I wanted to find out how he was doing, but he died. So it was too late. Like I wrote my letter, but it was too late. Don't let that happen to you. Which I totally agree with. Yeah. Um, so is this where Lacey's like, I'm going home? Yeah. Uh, well, there's a castle where the butler walks in and he found the letter. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. And if you notice, there was a Donna Summer record. On the <laughs> was there really? I did not yeah. notice that. Yeah, there was. Oh, so they were leaving Easter eggs <laughs> showing that he was gay. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. They're leaving Easter eggs. <laughs> it, it was there. It was, it was unusual. It was, like a, it was very clearly in the shot. And it was right next that? to a red bandana that he used to put in his back pocket. Right. Hanky. Yeah. So, Kurt. Yes. I'm going to ask this. I know the answer. But I'm just gonna ask you anyway. You do you know what the hanky code is? No, <laughs> no I don't. Well, there was a whole hanky code. What was the hanky code? So I actually don't know different... the color. What the colors correspond to? I know some. <laughs> Boy, okay. It, it so... was basically like. It, if you were you were gay, you wanted to let other gay men know that, like, hey, I'm gay too, but we can't really like be super vocal about it. So then they would wear a hanky in their back pocket to signal a they're gay and b what they're into sexually. And there's a list. Okay. A lot of colors mean different things. Like there was probably a hanky it? for power bottom. Yes. Say, gay hanky list. Gay hanky code that just came up. It's a long list. Wow. It's going to be part of your search history now, Kurt. Great. Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my God. There's a lot. So much information. So wait till you see what some of them mean. Well, here's for beginners. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, just do, just <laughs> do some of the, the, the tamer ones. Well, I can also yeah. some underwear and some swimwear, some harnesses. They, they get um, racy. Yeah, this guy's got an orange one. Okay, so light blue means oral sex. Okay. If oh my god, this is really <laughs> if, it's, if it's worn, if it's worn on the left, that means you're the receiver. If mm-hmm. it's worn on the right, you're the performer. Yellow, of course, is water sports. If it's worn on the left, you're doing the pissing. If you're on the right, you're getting pissed on. Uh, I don't know. Do Happy holidays, more? everyone. Well, be careful wearing a beige. If you wear your, if you wear your beige handkerchief on your um, left, I don't know your left from the right because you're going to be a rimmer. Yeah. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. So. I'm throwing all my handkerchiefs. I have a white one. Shit, oh. what's white? Oh, that's masturbation only. 
Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you so go. If I wear it on the in, in the the left, I'm a receiver. <laughs> on the right, I'm a performer. Oh, good. Well, I am a performer. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess. All right. Good to know. I do have some white handkerchiefs. Okay. <laughs> the holidays are coming. <laughs> it's not the only thing, apparently. All right. Jesus Christ. This is too much. Well, anyway, so the so so the butler too much. All right. I'll be quiet. The, the butler gives um Joe a letter from David. And it Danny. had a white hanky and a letter that said, I forgive you. Yes. Can you guys utilize this handkerchief? No. Uh, no, well, because this was like... Years ago. Back in the... This was years ago. We don't need the hanky coat anymore. No. Okay. This was back... Yeah, like Jason said, this was back like in the 80s and like the 70s where you just couldn't, you know... There was no West Hollywood. Put it that way. Or there's, or there was, you know, there was no Hell's Kitchen. There was, there was no grinder. There's no grinder. Yeah. Is Hell's Kitchen a gay area now? Oh yeah, it's I really was just gay in now. Hell's Kitchen like two weeks ago. All, a bunch of the gay I, bars are in Hell's Kitchen. I went hard in Hell's Kitchen. Oh, I had so much fun. Yes. I went to like, there's more bars in Hell's Kitchen than there are in West Hollywood. Because in the past, it was Chelsea and then West Village. There's a bunch in those too, but Hell's Kitchen has a handful of them too. Yeah, I went to to Flaming Saddles in Hell's Kitchen. I like that one. I don't like the one, I didn't like the one in WeHo. I like the one in. Yeah, uh, no. And and I like the fact that it's small. It was like mm -hmm. small. Yep. I went to. Where else did I go? I went to a bunch boxers, of places. Gym bar. Oh, I did go to the monster one. I sent you all a message. No, I said boxers. Monster. Boxers. Oh, boxers. I went to Rebar. Mm-hmm. Um, Lush. I did go. I And then I went to this one place. It's like a speakeasy. And the way that you got in, you had to go through a five guys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you did. I'm totally serious. <laughs> Sounds very Stefan on SNL. <laughs> you have to go through a Five Guys. Yeah. Kurt, this is your city. Yeah. Uh, well, I haven't spent a lot of time in New York over the last couple of years, so. <laughs> so it's they're a having a dance. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Lacey shows up, and her and Scott are actually, at this point, they're really getting along. Yeah. Uh, and she apologizes, apologize. too. She apologizes. And then... What else happened? Lindsay gave... Or Lindsay gave Brad a nice, like, emblem or something. I don't even know what that was. And then yep. Lindsay leaves everyone matching sweaters for Christmas. She goes to say goodbye to Mac, and he gives her the Glen Crave crest. They kiss. And I still love. I still love that Lacey's too bad because, like, I'm still not staying. Yeah, you can you can give me the hard sell if you want, but mm-hmm. I'm not staying. Yeah, 
She's like, she gave, like, Matt kisses her goodbye, and then she's like, she's out of there. And then she's back at the castle, and everyone's seeing her off. Right? I don't blame them. You know, this woman, she's a doctor. You know, she's she's pretty hot. Yeah. Yeah, But then, but then she turns around and she's like, you know what? I changed my mind. Well, they did give her the key to the castle. Uh, okay. What's leaving? There's these people all all lined up. Mm-hmm. I liked that actually, yeah. and I like how they, they were all lined up. And then at yeah. the end was the mom, like it was almost like the hierarchy. And then at the end, their mom, the mom was there. Yeah. She gets in the Uber. She rides off, or whatever it was. And yeah, and then she decides that like she to just turn around. It's a woman's prerogative to change her mind. Yeah. And so, yeah. Well, you know what it was, and I can relate to this too. This guy was being so heavy-handed and bugging her so much, she didn't have time to actually breathe and, like, sit with it and think it through because he was always just, like, on her ass, just bugging her, bugging her, bugging her. And she finally had peace and quiet in the Uber and a moment of silence to actually think about it. Yeah, Mac, make her miss you. Can you imagine how dumb you would have to be to, like, give up that opportunity be like, Oh no, I can't leave my job. And then, like a year later, you're sitting in your studio apartment with your hot plate, and you're like, maybe I should have taken that giant estate on thirty billion acres. She, it's not. She would have still owned part of it, though. Oh yeah, it's it's not like she was giving up the 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 assets. She just didn't want to be like move uproot her entire life to another country she had never been to Uh, before. It could still go wrong. Like but it's like, the, but it's like Lacey. Yeah. You have a hot guy, a hot guy with a hot accent, mm-hmm. and a title. Yeah, you like his accents. Yeah. Well, I do. I do like the accent. Actually, it's so funny because this whole thing. So my my uh, husband has an aunt who's Scottish, and this whole the whole time, the whole movie, I was like, oh, this reminds me of Aunt Ellen. <laughs> so the way I see it is. The mother sells it. Mother gets all the money. And they all think they're going to hurt for the money for the mother. Mother's a gambling problem. You know, mm-hmm. like everybody has a vice. Like you know those Kevin Hart commercials where there's gambling on all <laughs> gambling. These awful commercials. Does that stuff loses all the money? That no, but that but would be more of a lifetime. Yeah. Actually, yeah. that would be a lifetime. Like they he they inherited they inherited the castle. But Mac got a hold of it and gambled it away. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we now, we should probably wrap up how the movie ends because they did uh, have a one yeah. year later jump. Oh, they did. Yeah. yeah. So then they it's one year later. They're all at the castle. They're all in matching Christmas PJs. We find out that Scott Wolf and his wife have a baby now. The end. The end. And everyone was happy. And yeah, this movie did not bug me. I actually really enjoyed it. And I'm glad, and in retrospect, I am glad that we took a little Hallmark break. I am too. Yeah, Because I was actually happy to see, like, I was actually happy to see the movie. I want to give my opinion of the movie, and uh, that is, it was okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was was fine. Now for our next movie... 
I was just blown away. I'm like, wait a minute, Scott Wolf at 55 is having a baby? And I'm thinking, oh, shit. Well, is that going to be I, me? 55, I'm has some screaming baby, all colicky. Is that what's called? Colicky? Yeah. Like it's screaming yeah. all the time. Well, I can't talk oh, no. because... Am I going to make it? We're looking at oh, kids again. So oh. I, I can't. I can't comment on... I can't judge, put it that way. Because I'm 57. little baby. <laughs> Colicky little baby I'm dealing with. I'm 55 years old. <laughs> I, 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 I was doing the math day because I'm 57 because we have interest in like an 11-year-old. And I'm like, gee, when that kid's 20, I'm going to be like, you know, 67. Maybe almost 70 when the kid's 20. Yeah. But, you know, 70 now isn't what it used to be. 11, at least it's not a baby. At least you're not. No, we decided I can't, I I can't, I need my, I'm old. Or I'm not old, I'm older. I need my sleep. Yeah. I don't need to be changing shitty diapers. And you need to be able to talk and verbalize (laughs) what's going on with you. Yeah. Well, you're not leaving the house. Uh, as much get a baby you're dealing with and that's another thing too i i have a social life and i need to keep it so no baby nope Stay with that baby no nope nope i got i gotta be able to i gotta be able to go hang out and go to dinner yeah and go dancing you know makes you a better parent yeah and speaking of being social, I do need to get going. So, all right, here we go. Oh, Les, okay. Where can people find you? Well, you can find me on my website uh, at leskirkendallbarrett.com. Uh, Jason. You can find all of us on Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. Give us five stars. It helps more people find the show. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Big Shot Jason. Kurt? I'm at KurtFitzpatrick.com. I am doing the Gesture of All Maladies, my one-man show, solo show, at the Rogue Festival again. And that'll be in March of next year. And I have some things coming up which I cannot discuss as of yet, but stay tuned because they're pretty good. And yeah, Jason, you go be social. And everybody else, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.